Today's broadcast is only for adults. It is not for children. It is not for youth. It is not for young people. It is only for adults. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. the beginning of the Second Vatican Council, the dean of the council stood up and asked, can anyone give the definition of the world? And a bishop raised his hand and stood up and said, when we say the world, we mean three things. The geographic location of the earth, the people who live on the earth, and the spirit of evil. And the purpose of the council was to speak to the group of people on the geographic location of the earth about the spirit of evil and the spirit of good and how that was to be lived on the earth. And no doubt the council was inspired of God. It seems that since that time, we've received nothing but convoluted teachings, contradictory teachings, weak pulpits, and it makes perfect sense why a being from heaven is having to come to the earth every day to speak to us about the most basic things in the world. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. And what is the condition of the people of the earth? And what is the condition of evil? 
Certainly, things have changed radically since the beginning of Vatican II. We just had a great celebration, a ceremony, a ceremony of profound nature, the nature of evil. The largest, longest, deepest tunnel in the history of the world has been finished at a cost of $11 billion. And a ceremony inaugurating this tunnel with the cost of $8 million. Chancellor Anna Merkel from Germany was there. The President of France was there. The Prime Minister of Italy was there. And many other dignitaries. And the purpose of the ceremony behind the scenes was to consecrate this tunnel. That consecration was under a German director. The light at the tunnel was darkened into blue light, and they were sitting in bleachers that were set up, very comfortable chairs for the dignitaries. After the ceremony, it was defined by many that the purpose of the ceremony was that this could open up the gates of hell because it's so deep, such a great achievement on a human level, and certainly... The ceremony itself gives lend to that meaning that it was for Satan. It was a ritual. It was led by a goat man who marched around. The ceremony started with people dressed in orange. It was the workers that spent the 10 plus years building the tunnel. Five had died in the process. And so they had the tunnel with music and the people coming out of there into the area where the dignitaries are marching like drones, faceless, looking straight forward, with no emotions. Then there were some came that was dressed in white, and these men and women represented the masses of the people who would be going through this tunnel. And then for some reason it changes to like vicious behavior. Women on women, men on men, men on women, turn into a pagan ceremony. There are all kind of perverted acts, grouping and everything. The scene was meant also to honor the workers who died, and then in comes on cables with big feather wings, wearing a big baby-faced head, topless woman who's baby Lucifer. And creepily, she flies above everybody. Then the man dressed in the goat becomes the master of ceremonies, and everybody else pays homage to him, bowing down to him. Then you have following that, men who walk in a strange procession while holding horns, skulls, as if they were priceless religious artifacts, just as we carry the cross in Damascus. They're held up in the same way. Women also dressed in white, and in doing so, they were holding up horns above their heads. And they were shouting and saying, We accept the goat man as our God. And this is a ceremony in consecration of a tunnel and in front of such dignitaries? Amazing. Have you heard about this? Do you know about this? It just happened. All the while, the goat man runs around increasingly energized, running around circles around them. For some reason, all the men take off their shirts and they line up in military formation. And then you have young people in their 20s 
marching in in the underwear, looking very confused, stumbling around. Of course, they're actors. They're not really actors. They're performing a ritual ceremony. And so this is how the elite perceives the masses who will be going through the tunnel. Then they had the three workers imitating the dead who were killed, hanging up as if dead, bent over, backwards, and sideways. So then they were replaced by creepy ghosts that flew through also. You see them floating through the all-seeing giant eye, and the elite is celebrating the human sacrifice. The goat man makes his entrance, preceded by the people wearing their white veils, like brides before a wedding, while the goat man runs around on the stage screaming like a possessed man. The big screen displays images of the goat man looking extremely evil while they float in front of him. All the while, the people dressed in white bow down to the goat man. A circle of eyes watch over them, confirming that this was one big blatant satanic ceremony brought to you by the cult of the elite. Then a woman drapes the goat man in white, saying, You are now the king of the world. Are you sick of hearing these kinds of things? I read also connected that Denver Airport had some kind of Illuminati or some kind of ritual secret ceremony for it when it opened up. Now we're in the age of internet. People using their cell phones, people can take pictures. What wasn't seen before is seen, and we see these things. You can go online and look at this to see it. You say, well, I don't want to. Maybe you need to to be shaken up. I was listening to a guy the other day, and he was talking about emotions. But what I got out of it is your emotions are often not aligned with reality, rather with your perceptions. Emotions are good. But you need to look at your perception. In other words, when you're in your car and a light goes off and a warning light comes on, nothing's happened at that point and maybe telling you you need to change your transmission oil or something's going to happen or, or some warning for you to act on. And we see this in our life. We get warnings we should act on. This tunnel thing is a warning we need to act on. We need, you need, to react to the reality, not your perception. In other words, we often have a perception of something, react to that, but not the real warning. This is a real warning about this tunnel. They want to open the gates of hell because this is the deepest tunnel in the world. It parallels what their desire is to get closer to hell to open it. Maybe if we can consecrate it, maybe we can do a ceremony, we can bring out the demons of the earth down in the center of the earth. Of course, we can't say that's where they are, but still, they're offering this, not symbolically, but in reality, we're calling Satan to come to be king of the world. So our perceptions of what we see and what's happening is all different. Yeah, people not aligning their perception with the reality. There's a journalist, Ivan Crystal, who's defined conservative as a liberal who has been mugged by reality. You go watch this video. You're going to be mugged by reality and realize, God help us, what's going next? Well, they don't stop. 
Nothing changed. You just had an ACLU radical attorney in Georgia taking her daughter to the bathroom and seeing walk in three guys over six foot tall saying they were transgender. Her daughter was scared to death. She resigned from the ACLU. And she's been a main proponent of progressive liberalism and all these things. But see, she got mugged by reality. This sin will not stop. There's no boundary that they can go to degrade and make this bigger and more spread. We have the principle of them going to the lot store. They're coming to your bathroom. They're coming to your door. They're coming into your neighborhood. This is bigger than what you can imagine at this point. You can imagine this five years ago. You said no. You say this could not happen. It won't happen. It's happening, people. Align your perception with reality, not your perception of what you think. I wasn't even going to talk about this today because I'm tired of talking about it. I'm sick of it. But we have to. We have to to educate you to realize how serious the situation is. But what triggered me coming across the street this morning was to change the topic of my discussion. Because a lady came on and she said on the radio that, you know, I don't care what two men go and do with what they want to do. That's their business. I'm against that, but if they want to do that, that's so, I'm sick of hearing this. You mean you don't care if your neighbor's a pyromaniac on the other side that likes to burn down houses? You're not going to be concerned about that? That's not going to affect you? On the other side is a, a, a kleptomaniac who steals. Across the street is an adulteress bringing a woman after a woman or a man after a man to have an affair. You want your children seeing that? And it don't bother you what two men may do in their privacy? It bothers me. Because it affects man. It affects the culture. It degradates things. You may never know it. You may not be aware of it. By by you saying that and tolerating this and accept this is okay, if they do it, I'm not going to do it. I believe in the commandments. You lower the culture. You lower society and your children. You're not going to be bothered when they knock on your door to do the same. You're an idiot. This woman was a total stupid idiot. And many Christians are saying this. That's their escape. That's their political correctness. Well, I can stay with my convictions because I'm saying I'm against this. But if two women want to go do something, then well, that's their business. Another caller said the same thing. And I hear people saying this all the time. Christians. And you know what she said, the first lady? When about the two men, she says, we got more serious things going on. We got child trafficking. We got pornography. Stupid. It comes from that. Did you know this is the highest, most deepest rebellion against God that exists? And that every time in man's history this happened, something else resulted and happened? It's the warning light that we are over. There's no other place for Satan to go to rebel against God. This is the highest in its heights and the deepest in its depth in an attack against God. And when you see this manifesting, we are over, people. And Romans 1 speaks and denounces it. At the end of Romans 1, it goes into the next thing and says, and they tolerate it. Romans 2 says that we're just as bad because this didn't come from them. We gave them marriage through divorce. And we gave them all the other perversion and everything to messing up kids through divorce. So first of all, we have to repent. And we say we're sorry. And the church needs an apology. They, will, they made an apology to Galilee recently. 
You need to make an apology for all the divorces that's taking place because you in the hierarchy of the church all the way through have tolerated this and brought on this abominable lifestyle now. You've done that. You've caused that. And we the cause. But that don't mean we can't repent of our sins and then attack this because we have to attack that because if we don't, God will. God purifies this sin because there's nowhere else to go in rebellion. There's no other thing to happen. A refinement of the sin will happen, but you can't go deeper than this. This is worse than Hitler. This is worse than what he did in the Jews in relation to God of what they did in the sin. This is the ultimate. Nobody as a civilization continues after this is accepted and prevalent. And it's there. Austrian Bishop says, Pope Francis told me, gender ideology is demonic. Pope Francis strongly condemned gender ideology in a private conversation with Austrian Bishop Andreas Leun earlier this year, the bishop related in a recent essay. In doing so, the Pope follows in the footsteps of his predecessor, Pope Benedict XVI. Nearing the end of his pontificate, the Pope spoke twice about gender ideology as a negative trend for mankind and a profound falsehood, which it is the duty of pastors of the church to put the faithful on guard against. Bishop Leun, Auxiliary Bishop of Salzburg, wrote about the words of Pope Francis in March in an essay for a German Catholic news publication. Bishop Leun said, that he met the Pope briefly on January 30th as part of the Austrian bishops' ad limina visit, a meeting with the Pope that bishops must do every five years. Leon added that he was the last of the bishops to speak with the Holy Father. In response to my questioning, Pope Francis said, Gender ideology is demonic, Leon wrote in his essay, adding that the Pope was not exaggerating in his comment. Indeed, Gender ideology is the destruction of the persons, which is why Pope Francis was justified in calling it demonic, he said. Writing of gender ideology, Bishop Leun explained that the core thesis of this sick product of reason is the end result of radical feminism, which the abominable lobby has made its own. It asserts that there are not only man and woman, but also other genders, and furthermore, Every person can choose his or her gender, he added. Today, he said, it is promoted by governments and VIPs and substantial amounts of money are spent on spreading it, even in teaching materials for kindergartens and schools. For more information on the subject, Bishop Leun encouraged the reading of the latest book by famed German Catholic sociologist Gabriel Kuby, entitled The Global Revolution, Destruction of Freedom in the Name of Freedom. Kuby, a longtime acquaintance of Pope Benedict, formally presented the now Pope Emeritus with a copy of the book in November 2012. Pope Benedict said to her, Thanks be to God that you write and speak about these things. For Kuby, it is no shocking thing to call gender ideology demonic. She said, gender ideology is the deepest rebellion against God that is possible. 
Man does not accept that he is created as man or woman. No, he says, I decide. This is my freedom. Against experience, against nature, against reason, against science. She says it is the ultimate perversion of individualism. It robs man of the last remnant of his identity, that is, to be a man and a woman after having lost faith in family and nation. It is indeed diabolical, she concluded, that an ideology which every person can discern as a lie can capture the common sense of people and become the dominant ideology of our time. In his December 21, 2012 address to the Roman Curia, Pope Benedict gave an extensive warning on the use of the term gender as a new philosophy. He said, according to this philosophy, female-male intimate relations is no longer a given element of nature that man has to accept and personally make sense of. It is a social role that we choose for ourselves, while in the past it was chosen for us by society, he said. The profound falseness of this theory and of the anthropological revolution contained within it is obvious. Pope Benedict continued, People dispute the idea that they have a nature given by their bodily identity that serves as a defining element of themselves. They deny their nature and decide that it is not something previously given to them, but that they make it for themselves. According to the biblical creation account, being created by God as male and female pertains to the essence of the human creature. This duality is an essential aspect of what being human is all about, as ordained by God. This very duality, as something previously given, is what is now disputed. The words of the creation account, male and female, he created them, no longer apply. No, what applies now is this. It was not God who created them male and female. Hitherto, society did this. Now we decide for ourselves. Man and woman as created realities, as the nature of man no longer exists. Man calls his nature into question, unquote. Benedict XVI noted the philosophy's harm on human dignity, family, and children. He said, when the freedom to be creative becomes the freedom to create oneself, then necessarily the maker himself is denied, and ultimately man too is stripped of his dignity as a creature of God, as the image of God at the core of his being. Pope Benedict again addressed gender ideology a month later in a January 19, 2013 address. It is the duty of pastors of the church, said Pope Benedict to put the Catholic faithful and every person of goodwill and right reason on guard against the trend of these ideologies. Where have you heard from the pastor in the pulpit? A fiery, strong statement against all these things. I don't mean a passing by comment. I mean, the whole homily, you can, every homily, every Sunday can be tied to the scriptures, denouncing this. And here we got one Australian bishop does something and says what the Pope says. We hear what Benedict says. Is it carrying through? No. 
because well, it will cause problems in the diocese. Cause problems. Christianity caused problems to the pagans. We have to, if we're not causing problems, we're not being Christian. We're not the cause of the problem. The problem fruits within their own heart because they have to change. But we're allowing them to change us. You got another bishop in Canada. Uh, they're so minor, such a minority, such a small number. Bishop Fred Henry of Canada is outspoken, very, very strong, very clear denouncing this. He's denounced Canada's whole move toward all the Catholic schools. They have to do the bathroom thing, all these things and things they have to look up, not to discriminate against them and the public health establishments. But you know what else he's aligned with? It's against these vaccines, vaccination. This, this bishop has wisdom. I haven't seen or heard anything about the U.S. bishops. Precious little from the pulpits. And they should be leading us into the streets because there's no stopping this except by God doing it or by us doing it like they did in Nineveh. And if we don't do that, it's coming. 40 days more and Nineveh will be no more. I was astounded at the silence or the mediocre or the platitudes given to the precepts of God. Gender ideology is the deepest rebellion against God that is possible. There's no other possible rebellion against God. So we're here. Where does it go from here? Well, you've heard everybody talking about for years, LGBT. LGBT, I want you to say the names of what that means. But you've heard it. You know what it means. But you know where that is now? It's where lots of doors knocked on. They had everybody in the Sodom, but that wasn't enough. So they want to put more salt in this rebellion because it's no possible to go outside the scope. So they expand it. So now it's LG. I'm going to say this slow so you can go look it up. I won't read it even on this program. But educate yourself because this is the predecessor to coming to your door. They're already at the school. They're going to be at the church. Actually, they're in the church. The church has promotes this. In New York, I saw several churches all promoting this. It's L-G-B-T-T-Q-Q-I-A. A-P-2-S. They'll add to that list. That's how many gender identities there can be. And you think it's not demonic? And you think it's okay, well, if two men go do something, that's all right with me. Or even saying, this happens, that's their business. You are a disgrace as a Christian, to possess that kind of mentality. You need to be aligned with reality, not your perception. Your perception that that's okay, if that's what you think, you are so much of a disgrace to wear the name Christian. I'm a sinner. And my sins are worse than what I'm talking about because I'm close to Our Lady. And our small sins give way to big sin. But the difference in us 
in them is if we confess, we acknowledge we sin, gives us the right, and we're always amending our life to denounce this and the people for doing it. How God judges them, we don't enter into that. Only God is the judge. But we have a right, we have a mandate to have a sane culture. That's why we have laws and rules and authority. Right now we have anarchy, total anarchy in the moral order. There is no order. This gender ideology hates every time a man and woman get married because it's a no to their ideology, better said to their demonic ideology. So we have these heroes, these two bishops saying things. You need to look up their materials. Look up look up Bishop Fred Henry of Alberta, Canada. He's standing alone. He's done five speeches on this, five teachings on it, and he's up front about it. And he's in much more of a hotbed than we're one compared to 10 in Canada right now. I mean, they, they bought this thing hook, line, and sinker. The reality of those who have this stupid perception that they can do whatever they want to as long as it's not bothering you is that it will bother you. If you take that position, you accept that, which is a prevailing position in the church, they don't hold that position. Theirs is reality. They're not acting on perception. The reality of them is they're coming after the Christians and they won't stop until they got you squashed. That's why God had nothing else to do but to take Lot and Abraham out of Sodom. You want to be a nomad? You're headed that way. All of you who even tinge on this mentality, you better change it because you're part of the problem. You're part of the symptom. And that's reality. So in conclusion, we think the flood, what happened, do you realize it was the same thing as Sodom? The same sins? Because when man goes to this point, it's not possible to go any other point. There's nothing that can be done to go any deeper in rebellion. And there's only one thing left to do. And so it is. How did I bridge that? How can I prove that? I prove it this way. The flood came. So devastating, God made a promise. And he gave a sign of the covenant. It's the rainbow. Do you think these people take as their symbol, their icon, their logo, is the rainbow? They redefined the rainbow. We still see these things as a covenant in the sky. There was three rainbows in 1988 that Our Lady had granted the grace to see everybody that lasted for over an hour. One rainbow from one horizon to the other, 180 degrees. Another one introverted upside down. And a third on top of that, connected. All three rainbows are connected. Never impossible. We don't see that. We got a picture of it. It's faint in the picture, but it's real. It wasn't perception. And your perception, not aligned with reality, has not objected to they using the rainbow. We need to take that back. That's our sign from our God. And they're spitting in his face saying, we've taken your sign as a covenant to man, and we pervert it. There's nowhere else to go. We're at the end, people. Things are over. 
There's nothing going to change the situation. And the only thing you can change is yourself. And start fighting. Resist. First repent, then resist. God help us. Please, Mary, continue to come walk through this darkness that we're in. We sure, lady, we pity you. But we love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomics Show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.